What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey, and today we are going to be talking about five lies that diet culture tells you. So, diet culture is a fucking bitch. (laughs) Let's just be real here most of us probably know that but I also have noticed that a lot of people think of diet culture as simply being you know these detox teas and like uh like super duper fad type of diets and I don't think everyone really sees diet culture when maybe it isn't so overt like that I don't think everyone recognizes it or recognize the recognizes the actual impact that it has on them and like how it has affected the way that they think about themselves or food or their bodies or anything Um, sometimes those things are like ingrained in us when we are so young that we don't even realize that we think a certain way because of diet culture. So that's what I want to sort of bring to light in this podcast today. So yeah, without further ado, let's get right into those five things. So number one, the first lie that diet culture tells you is no excuses when it comes to getting your workouts in oh this is like all over fitness instagram if you follow a lot of fitness influencers and other online fitness coaches you might see this often and much to my regret this is actually something that i used to promote and post about on my instagram back in the day too feel free to you know uh scroll far down my instagram and and look back at that cringy stuff because it's bad but um yeah it there are excuses (laughs) when it comes to getting your workouts in do we often talk ourselves out of getting workouts in when we totally do have time or we totally don't have any valid excuses yes are we sometimes lazy yes absolutely some of us more than others but that does not mean that there are not actual real valid excuses to not getting in a workout or to missing your workout so for example I am an online fitness coach, as most of you know. Some of my clients are college students. They don't really have to work on the side. They're pretty much just going to college, hanging out, doing their schoolwork. Don't get me wrong, if you're a full-time college student, that still is like a load on your plate. College is fucking hard, at least it was for me. But... You know, they're not really doing a lot of, like, extracurricular stuff. They're not having to, like, hustle to pay their bills. Their parents are helping them out. They're not, they don't really have a whole lot of stress on their plate. I have clients like that, and it's usually pretty 
easy for them to find time in their schedule to get their workouts in while also still like having time for homework and classes and um you know having time with friends having a social life all of that stuff too i also have clients who are parents of young children (laughs) very young children little tiny babies and they work as well and their partner works too and they are still trying to work out and some of them are also in school at the same time you know working on a degree or in in classes part-time or full-time so clients like that have a lot more excuses to not get their workouts in and they have more barriers to getting their workouts done than one of my like college student clients in the situation that I just mentioned. So not everyone (laughs) has the same amount of free time in a day. Yes, we all have 24 hours in a day, technically. Yes, we do. But (laughs) we don't all have the exact same 24 hours, you know. Um, This is another thing, you know, when it comes to, like, poverty, uh, your socioeconomic state. You know, if you're someone who's born into poverty, um, your life is probably going to look a lot different than someone who's born, you know, a trust fund baby that doesn't mean that both people don't work hard and can't work for things and can't make it far or can't you know a person in poverty can't get out of that doesn't mean that but it just means that you know your each person's 24 hours is is gonna look a lot different you know um the person who's a trust fund baby is probably gonna have a lot more free time just right off the bat they're you know what i mean so um i don't know if that was a great comparison But, yeah, like, all of our lives look different. Um, And this is why I think it could be actually helpful to get a fitness coach because, especially if you're a really busy person like that, because, you know, for my moms and stuff, we, I help them find ways to to get their workouts in throughout the week. Um, You know, five days a week doing two-hour workouts at the gym probably is not realistic for them. It's just not. However, we can adjust their schedule to where, let's say, maybe they're only doing three workouts a week at the gym, and maybe they're there for 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. Or let's say maybe they can't make it to the gym, and we have to do home workouts. They can't get a sitter, or they their gym doesn't have a daycare, so we have to do home workouts for 30, 45 minutes three or four days a week, you know, um, whatever that looks like, it's going to look different for each specific person. But, um, you know, there are valid excuses to not getting your workouts in. And sometimes things come up and we can do something better than getting a workout in. For instance, if, if I was going to go to the gym tonight and I've been pretty consistent with my routine and my friend asked me to go grab a beer with her, like, I'm going to go get the beer. (laughs) And, like, that, to me, is a valid excuse not to go to the gym because it improves my overall quality of life. It deepens my relationships and my connections with others. And, um, you know, if I've been fairly consistent with my gym routine, 
Like, I can get my workout in tomorrow. It's not really going to hurt any of my progress or anything if I push my workout back one day. I think part of having a healthy relationship with exercise is being able to be flexible like that and not putting exercise at the center of your entire life or at the top of your priority list all the time. Um, Now, if in that situation, if my friend asked me to get a beer and like I hadn't been very consistent with my workouts and I was like, you know, I really just feel like, like, I just know I'm going to feel better if I get my workout in. And I went and did that, then, like, that's fine. Um, But, you know, in most cases, like, if I'd been consistent with my workouts and everything, and, yeah, I would probably just go have a drink with my friend because I would want to make those those memories over just, like, spending my night at the gym. And I think that that's totally okay, and you can still make progress being that way. And overall, like, a healthy lifestyle is not putting your health and fitness before everything else and like your mental health your social life your relationships with people like that's part of your overall health too those are things that enrich your life and they should be top priorities as well just like movement and exercise and you know eating nutritious food should be so yeah the the lie of of no excuses when it comes to get workout getting workouts in is absolute bullshit um there are excuses yeah <laughs> lie number 2 is that you need to feel bad or that it's abnormal for your body to change especially through different phases of your life so for example like pregnancy aging crisis loss all of those things like your body might change and you might need to shift your fitness, exercise, routine, and your nutrition. You might need to shift those things to support where you're currently at and give yourself a little bit more grace. I don't think it's going to work out too well if, if you're not able to give yourself grace and you're just being really harsh on yourself for not being super on point with your diet or like getting like training as hard as you usually do when you're going through these sorts of things, right? Um, Our bodies just change. They change throughout our lifetime and they are going to fluctuate a little bit um, from time to time through all of these different phases of our lives. So it's not abnormal (laughs) for your body to do that and it's not something that you should feel bad for. I know for me personally, like, even if I am not, like, eating an unhealthy diet, like, even if I'm still eating mostly nutrient-dense foods and um, training intensely and all of those things, eating enough protein, like, even if I'm still doing all those things, my body looks different when I am in a busier state of life versus when I'm not just because like my stress levels are higher my sleep might be affected um there's just lots of different things that happen and it's normal for you to have like slight fluctuations fluctuations I combined two words there oops um but yeah it's normal for you to have slight fluctuations in the way that your body looks or in your scale weight throughout these different phases of your life and you're not bad or wrong for it.
Number three, that you are defined by your diet. So a really good example of this one is the idea that food has morality, aka you are a good or bad person for eating certain foods or not eating certain foods. And yeah, that's just complete bullshit. And I think this is something that has really been ingrained in a lot of people. I know like when I first start working with new clients, they'll say stuff in their check-ins where they're like, yeah, I was really good this week or I was really bad this week. And it's like, no, you're fine. <laughs> like, like you were not a good or bad person for doing these things. I know it may seem like really tedious or nitpicky, I guess, to be like criticizing language, but the way we talk about this stuff can really, um, what's the word? It can really influence our mind set around these things and our relationship with food and ourselves and our body and all of those things like it can really affect this stuff so it's it's important to watch your language and how you speak around these things um you're not good or bad for your food choices right um it's it's important to distinguish that like oh i'm i was so bad today versus like oh you know i ate a little bit less nutrient dense today or I ate a little bit more calorie-dense foods today. Um, it's a lot more nuanced than just that binary, black and white, good, bad viewpoint. Number four. Changing your body will make you confident. Yeah, this is a total lie. Changing your body getting more fit in in the way you look, looking more fit might help you become a little bit more confident. That may be a piece of the puzzle. It really might be. But oftentimes I find when working with clients, it's that they need to do a lot of this mindset work. They need to work on um, learning nutrition science, learning like what's actual science and what's like bullshit diet culture language and just rhetoric like versus what's actual science. And they need to learn that to improve their relationship with food and improve how they think about food, improve their decisions. Um, and, and sometimes they also need to like build better habits too, right? Like they build, need to build um, the habit of, you know, training harder, um, lifting heavier, going to the gym more consistently, uh, getting in more steps per day, uh, getting in a little bit more cardio. Like sometimes people need to do create those habits and be more consistent with those habits too. And it's not necessarily like because it's going to change their body. It's just because it's health promoting. It makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel good about the choices that you're making for yourself. And those things really make you more confident. I've worked with with women of all different shapes and sizes, like all different shapes and sizes. Some of them to which I have you know, I've enrolled them as a client and they upload their first progress pictures and I'm like, holy shit, like this person's shredded and jacked. Like, 
I want to look like them. <laughs> it's like when they're coming to me for coaching the very first day and they're not confident in themselves at all. So it's really not about what your body looks like. It's more so about um, like all the things that you're doing to take care of your body and to take care of yourself. And then also making those mindset shifts, unlearning the things that like diet culture has taught you. If you grew up in the fucking early 2000s or even late 2000s like I did, then you probably have like really fucked up views and in, in how you think about your body and dieting and food and all of that stuff because you saw the way like the tabloids and the paparazzi and all the pop culture magazines portrayed like famous young women like Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan and all of these people and just how rude and critical and harsh they were about them putting on like five pounds <laughs> like just crazy shit like that calling women fat when they were like actually very very thin um and also just like you know judging women by how they looked and what their bodies looked like instead of like the movies they were making and the things that they were doing and the things they were saying and their interviews and you know their substance like who they actually were they were just judging you know their appearance and their body which is absurd to me um but you know we grew up seeing all of that in magazines and on tv and all of that so we have a really skewed perception of of what we need to look like too um and that has really affected I, I know it's really affected my relationship with my body and I know I can't be the only one so part of becoming confident is unlearning all of that <laughs> um especially if you were young like viewing a lot of that stuff you know part of being confident is unlearning all of that because when you see that stuff at a young age it, it shapes you it really has an effect on you so um yeah unlearning mindset shifts healing um learning the science learning how to actually like nourish your body properly and not just like under eat and restrict and starve yourself all of those things will contribute to making you a more confident human being um again changing your body getting leaner losing some weight getting more um um building more muscle whatever, like those things help you become more confident depending who you are they genuinely might but again it's only like one small piece of the puzzle you still have to do all of that other stuff all of that inner work if you want to totally have like that unshakable confidence right and you know too i'll add one more point there are people who do need to lose weight like for their health like there are some people who if they lost body fat it it genuinely would improve your internal health and and if that's you then like yeah that that's totally valid and that that is part of this too again i don't think changing your body is like bad or wrong um but i just think all of these pieces to the puzzle need to be put together for you to build that overall confidence in what you look like and who you are okay i need to have more guests on here because i'm getting <laughs> really tired of talking so much ah. 
no i like talking a lot obviously but for real i i need to have more guests on and schedule those anyway number five so our very last lie that diet culture tells us is that any diet is going to help you lose weight and keep it off so the diet industry <laughs> literally profits off of your yo-yo dieting they want you to fail right so every time they promote a new or essentially just like a recycled diet to you so for example like the keto diet like anytime they start to promote one of those new diets to you is like this crazy revolutionary thing but it's like really restrictive like you're not allowed to have carbs which is insane (laughs) um anytime they do that they can push all of these crazy products and programs at you and make a bunch of money off of you off of you being gullible and you wanting these fast results and oftentimes you do get the fast results because these diets are so restrictive they put you in such a steep calorie deficit that you do lose weight really quickly and you see results but that's that's the yo-yo dieting catch because it's so restrictive that you're not able to sustain it so then you you crack and and you fall off the diet you fall off track um and then you feel like shit about yourself and you think it's you when reality it's the fucking diet's fault not your fault and yeah like like you fail and then sometimes people even try the same diet again because they're like oh it worked i just like couldn't stick to it it's just my willpower but it's not it's the diet it's too restrictive it's not sustainable for you um and so people just keep doing these diets and you know if they don't do the same one again then sometimes they just go to a new diet they try the next fat diet that's popular and they keep failing but you keep spending money on all of these diets on doing all of these diet programs on doing all of these um cleanses and just like buying all these like weird keto products (laughs) and you keep doing all these things and then you keep failing and you get so upset at yourself but it's the diet's fault and they're just profiting over you over you over you and they don't want you to succeed they don't want you to lose the weight and keep it off because if you keep it off then they don't get your money anymore they can't profit off of you the dieting industry is a fucking rich industry i didn't look up the stats before this so i don't know the exact like how much they're worth but they make a lot of money so yeah they're making money off of you being stupid you're not being stupid you're being gullible they're tricking you they're, they're tricking you it's their fault not yours i'm sorry but here i am telling you because i don't want you to do this again like they want you to fail they don't want you to succeed they don't want you to lose weight in a sustainable healthy way they want you to be in this yo-yo dieting cycle forever so that you keep having to buy their bullshit products okay so mic drop after that but i just i just hate this stuff um and there are ways to lose fat that are sustainable long term um there really are does everyone need to need to lose fat no but there there are ways to do that in a healthy sustainable way for sure um i'm not just like shitting on fat loss or trying to lose fat altogether and not at all i help women do that but um I-, I want you to do it in a healthy sustainable way not in these fad crash diet ways that are unsustainable for you 
So, that's all I've got for you guys today. Those were the five lies that diet culture tells you. Um, If you liked this podcast episode, go ahead and take a screenshot, share it on your story, and tag me on Instagram at Kelsey Fitness with three S's. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. And yeah, I hope this was helpful. I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.